Welcome to Season 3 of The Commons, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Osha. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you do know we focus a lot on innovation districts, the spatial geographies where talent and ideas come to cluster and connect. The Association of University Research Parks is a member-driven organization, and it counts among its membership. Research parks and innovation districts across the globe who have as their anchor research universities and academic medical centers. This robust organization of several hundred districts comes together once a year in a different city around the world to exchange ideas and best practices in the industry. This year, they're in Toronto, Canada for the 2022 International Conference. They were kind enough to invite the Commons to come and speak with some of their members. So our first episodes of Season 3 will be interviews with park leaders from around the world. I hope you enjoy. I'm Tom Osha, and this is The Commons coming to you live from the International Conference of the Association of University Research Parks, who is here today in Toronto, Canada. And sitting across from me this afternoon is Greg King. He is the Associate Vice President of Economic Development at Georgia Tech. Greg, welcome to The Commons. Tom, thank you so much. It's great to have you here. Uh, you had a great panel this morning that really looked at innovation districts from a number of different angles, and a, and a lot of interesting information came out uh, uh, from that. Two of the core lessons that I learned was, was, one, the talent really is so important, and two, that talent is what attracts the opportunity to have corporate partnerships. So why, why don't you talk a little bit about both the talent things that are happening at Georgia Tech and Technology Square and what's happening in your corporate partnerships. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the talent part, uh, it was exciting to talk about that in the panel. The, the talent really is the, is the foundation for everything. Talent is the foundation for, you have to think about the new graduates, they're leaving campus and they're looking for those opportunities. Ideally, we want to have those opportunities for them to choose here in Atlanta, here in the region. Talent also speaks to the startups, the startup community drawing from the talent, uh, talented founders, talented uh, technologists, those coming from the university system from Georgia Tech and our other academic partners. Uh, and then talent, you know, research talent, right? So we think about talent in a, in a number of threads uh, from a research standpoint, uh, attracting uh, more and more talented faculty, creating additional opportunities for those grad students through corporate partnerships and being able to bring those, uh, those activities together through proximity, through an ecosystem uh, that's growing and flourishing. So yeah, and, and I'll maybe even add one more, being able to do, think about upskilling talent and talent development. You know, as, as, as we've seen with uh, the greater and greater density of, of both startups and large corporates, yep. Talent development becomes so important for them. So those tools to do continuing professional and executive ed have become, I think, a real value add uh, for the region and the district. 
So if I remember right, that was one of the reasons Norfolk Southern gave for their move from Norfolk, Virginia to Atlanta, Georgia, was that ability to both have talent as well as upskill the talent they already had. I, 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 think, there's, I think there's a lot of that in there. Certainly, uh, one of the uh, exciting things when you went by the Norfolk Southern construction site, there was a banner that said, we put the AI in rail. <laughs> And they have been terrific. So they, they certainly are doing a lot with Georgia Tech, hiring a lot of Georgia Tech students, but they're also they're hiring Georgia State students. They're hiring Kennesaw State students, uh, students from the Atlanta University Center, which is a, a consortium of historically black colleges and universities, private uh, universities uh, adjacent to us uh, here in Midtown. So they have been able to fully integrate into the the higher ed fabric and the talent fabric. So uh, we, uh, I've yet to, I've yet to go into the building in full, only in parts. But it's an amazing venue. I think it's going to be an amazing place for people to work. It is interesting how even companies in traditional industries, so certainly the railroad or earlier David Adams, who was on the panel and I, were talking about Kroger, right, mm. grocery stores, but how their need for innovation drives them to seek partnerships with the University of Cincinnati with Georgia Tech. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when when you when you look at Atlanta, there's a, a, a range of corporate headquarters that are doing a lot of different things. We have Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola. Uh, we have companies, uh, fin, a lot of fintech companies, uh, Invesco, Deluxe, uh, you name it, NCR. Uh, so you have these large companies that oftentimes students they, they will know the company, but they will not know what it feels like to work for that company. What's the culture? You know, what, what should we expect? And I, and I think that what we've seen is proximity uh, adds to increase involvement, yep. right? It adds to, to a higher level of engagement. And that higher level engagement tends to inform what the students say. I, 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 you know, NCR and Home Depot, for example, they have a very robust internship program. And those interns, they get to experience not only meaningful work as an intern, but they get to experience a community of other interns and a community in the culture of the company. And I think whether they choose to go to work for that company afterwards, the positive experience has a ripple effect, you know, to the to the people in their residence halls, to the people that they're in clubs with. And so it has this wonderful ripple effect. Uh, there's a couple of companies that don't actually advertise for interns any longer. They, they actually rely on word of mouth. Wow. So that, so that is amazing. Was it 2019 that the International Conference was in Atlanta? It was, yep. Yeah. It seems like a long time ago. It, it sure does. But, I was uh, trying to rack my brain. But, but I remember we were in the CODA building. What right. an amazing place that is. Um, had a great tour of, of all of the incubators and accelerators you have. But since 2019... What, what else is going on at Technology Square? Yeah, so 2019, you know, it was, so it was exciting. 2019, um, we had just moved into CODA uh, earlier, that, earlier that spring. You know, the, the paint was still wet, if you will, right? <laughs> you know, you're, you're kind of figuring it out, you know, moving through the building. CODA is, it's about 750,000 square feet. We have a data center, about an 80,000-ish square foot data center operated by DataBank alongside CODA. Uh, half of the building was, is designed for uh, our high-performance computing, AI, machine learning, data science research. The other half was designed to have corporate partners. And we were in the early stages of 
of kicking that off in a number of areas. We roll into 2020, and then a lot of things changed in right, March right. of 2020. But the exciting thing is the momentum, the interest, and the sort of the fundamentals remain the same. And since that time, we have uh, seen additions of uh, Autodesk, uh, Cisco, and then, um, although not in Coda, but in, in the, a building adjacent to Coda, Micron Technologies, uh, the semiconductor memory, memory chip company, uh, headquartered out of Boise, Idaho, opened an R&D center uh, just adjacent. So about a 500-person R&D center. Cisco's adding about 700 jobs. So during the last three years that would otherwise be concerning, we've had startups growing, we've had large corporates growing, and we've had the ecosystem, although there's adjustments and changes, all in a positive direction. So it's been amazing that in many ways, while COVID was the pause button for for physical interaction, it really unlocked innovation in all other forms of connectivity. Yeah, it did. I, we have um, one of the things that we try to be really intentional about at Tech Square, particularly as the the corporate teams that were located there. So often, some of those corporate teams uh, early on were. I say they were smaller teams, you know, in, anywhere from a, a, a 10, 15 person group to a 50 person group. And we would be really thoughtful about trying to get those groups together to make sure they knew each other, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that, that they had the, the right connectivity with, with not just campus, but other campuses with the broader technology community. So we, we work a lot with external partners and so we would be really thoughtful about bringing that group together. In March, we, we took a pause. We, we were actually, we had a bit, kind of a round table event planned. We were roll, rolling into mid-March, and then we had to, had, to, had to push the pause button on that. A Couple of months later, we were getting demand saying, hey, let's get the group together. And then we actually, we got the group together pretty routinely every few weeks We'd meet on a Friday, and it was just sort of a drop-in call, and everybody was sort of bouncing the idea, hey, how are, you, how are you handling this part of the, you know, managing your team remotely? What about this? What about, and so this, the group continued to work together, to work together cohesively, and so that part has continued, and it's allowed us a little flexibility now that we're, we are meeting in person. Yeah. We have a little bit more flexibility and dynamics and how we can do that. And then for the large investment uh, that have been, the larger sites that have been coming into the area, I think it's a good illustration of the community for someone new, regardless of how large or how small, they're able to see, hey, this is a community that I can plug into immediately. And and I I think that Tech Square and Midtown is is actually a a nice reflection of of the metro region. And so I think when they come and they see that, I think it's a positive reflection, not just on what we do, but it's a positive reflection on the region. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but your, your connectivity and your intermediaries actually had to get stronger. They did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had to, I mean, we're intentional, but we had to be, we had to be a, a, a little bit more thoughtful, N- not prepared, but we had to be, um, we had to think about how we were, bringing everyone together, right? Because everybody was at a different place. You had some groups that it made a lot of sense for them to be totally remote, uh, I mean, even after a while. 
And then you had some that were trying to work on a high, kind of a hybrid model, and they're maybe still doing that. And then finding those commonalities and just make sure some of those people are talking where maybe you don't see them talking. Uh, and I, yeah, but it, it, it's been fascinating just to see them work because every, I would say every company has approached things a little differently. There's a lot of similarities, but you know, there's a lot of nuance in there too. And I think that's the fascinating thing. And that's the, that's part of the innovation of having a community of innovation, I think, right? Because you have this network effect, you have groups that are working with each other, and, and you have groups that are learning from each other as they're going along. So how's the return to the office been now that the restrictions are, are mostly lifted? Are, 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 comp- are you seeing the same level of human action coming back into the office? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of activity. I, I mean, so certainly from a campus side, you know, all of those things are, are you know, look, look like they did before. So the energy around campus, the energy around research, entrepreneurship, all of those things, you're seeing that energy. Um, you're seeing gatherings that are happening. Um, one of the things I mentioned was how close we work with uh, the Midtown Alliance. Mm-hmm. The Midtown Alliance uh, um, has, uh, during the last couple of years, they had really worked on some redevelopment of some green spaces and kind of enhancing Midtown further. Uh, those have created uh, even more walkability, more, um, I'll say, livability or more okay. recreational activities like art walks and art displays and uh, music on Fridays and those kinds of things that are put together by partners and colleagues. They're not necessarily driven by Georgia Tech, but they add to the, the overall value and enjoyment of the, of the district, of the Midtown area overall. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of gatherings like before. Um, from a work standpoint, I, from what I have observed, you have a lot of companies that are still, they're still figuring it out, right? They're, they're trying to balance flexibility with culture. What I've heard and what I've seen is that everybody appreciates flexibility in the workplace and everybody wants to, to capture as much flexibility but also maintain and advance having a growing culture and part of that growing culture is is getting people together in person and 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 so i think from what i'm seeing is you're seeing a blend of that and i think people are still working it out well yeah i think we'll continue to work it out and places like aurp are great places to come for ideas on how to work it out so absolutely last question that i've been asking everybody What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I think probably uh, it's just perseverance. There was a, I remember a high school teacher talked a lot about perseverance, and he didn't necessarily say it as perseverance, but what he demonstrated in the way he interacted was really around perseverance and just kind of keep pressing, kind of work, working the issue, working the problem, you know, that, that type of approach. That really stayed with me, and, and I think it, it helped me be successful and productive in things that I've done since then. And I think through that, it's, just, it's opened up uh, interesting doors that I may not have had access to otherwise. Wonderful. I, I appreciate that. I love hearing all these lessons. Yeah, it, it lets me know to keep at it every, every single day. So we're going to keep at it. And Greg, thank you for coming. Tom, and, thank uh, you. And, and updating us on what's happening at Technology Square and at Georgia Tech. So my guest today has been Greg King. He is the Associate Vice President for Economic Development at Georgia Tech. This is Tom Osha and the Commons, and we're coming to you from AURP 2022 in Toronto. 
The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests. To view additional material about today's episode or guest, submit questions or story ideas, or to learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash insights. You can subscribe to The Commons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thank you for listening.